This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. BSB OT, some number, Gregory and I are on, on a snowy for the East Coast people. The East Coast full of snowflakes. Who knew only the... Mm. Never mind. Um, welcome to Is the... Is it B- snowing down there yet? We should say we're recording, what, 645-ish? Uh, big on a, time on snow. On a Wednesday night? Very Norman Rockwell-esque uh, views outside of my Philadelphia apartment as the children slay down the hill in the park, and it just looked wonderful until the sleet started, and now everyone's miserable. So that's that's mm. my weather update for everyone listening. That no one are you do, are you getting the wintry mix? Are you not even getting full snow no, tonight? Is I think that what you're I think it's a wintry mix. Seems like a sleet into a rain into a snowstorm into a sleet. Um, so I uh, Philadelphia will be uh, not bearing the brunt of it. Mm. Uh, which you know, I wish I wish it was like a twenty foot. Snow. I wish it was up to my top windows. You know what I mean? I wish ah. it was as miserable as possible. Um, yeah, uh, the the word the word on the street here in the capital region is we could get anywhere between eight and twenty inches <laughs> over the next twenty four hours. Yeah, enjoy that. So, I'll shuffle my. Yeah, two no, inches. I uh, I as as the resident member of the tribe in in my office, I volunteered to work Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I, I think that's so. The I got right move. I got a four day I got a nice four day weekend this weekend. So of course. Four-day weekend during a pandemic, why not have it snow? Like, fucking blizzard. <laughs> why not? <laughs> what else are you doing? Um, there hasn't been much. I Literally, the news that's happened. I know you're sick Tell of hearing me. this. Uh, I I have discovered that the KFC guy, Colonel Sanders, the bow tie looks like his body. That's mm. been, that was big for me because now I can't. It looks like it's a stick figure with a head. I thought about Neil Pionk for about an hour, which felt mm-hmm. which felt wrong. Like, why did I have to do that? I read a Leah Sanderson breakdown, and I and I'll just say it: I'm upset, I'm pissed, Greg. I really am. A for, about? A, a, another NHLer, a former NHLer who had played a couple games in the NHL back in the day. I believe his name is Jason. Let me just double check so I'm not actually being a dick about this. Yep, Jason. I'm gonna. You know who you're listening to, right? Jason Pod Podolian Podolian. I think it is. I don't know. I should have listened. Um, but I did listen to it. He has he has a 90 minute interview with David Quinn. 90 minutes with David Quinn. What? How did he do that? So I guess he went through his NHL network and was, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, if you want to listen to it, it's called Up My Hockey Podcast. I'm promoting him, whatever, I guess. But Quinn's on there for 90 goddamn minutes. And I, you know what we do to have Quinn on here for 15 minutes? It'd be unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, so it was a nice background look into, I didn't know Quinn was a, a, a hemoph- uh, hemophilic, I think is the term. And I also didn't know he was a first round. But if he starts bleeding, he can't stop bleeding? Correct. Is that what it is? Correct, yeah. And uh, I didn't even know he was a first round draft pick. He was picked number 13 overall. You know that? I had no idea. David Quinn? Yeah, David Quinn. I had no clue. Zero clue. 
Yeah, same. He says a lot of his players don't even know, which I thought was um, of an interesting fact. So he his career got sh- cut short pretty much uh, due to his disease. He came back, tried to play again with a new medication, didn't really work out. And then he started coaching. That's really it. Um, and then he said oh some God. nice I things. I went on this guy's website. I don't know why his like the entire website is. I guess that's him uh-huh. looking longingly out of a window. He's really good at podcasting. A, I'll give him. You know, uh, he was good. It was a good interview. But I I've never heard of it today. Performance mindset training is built on the foundation of true experience, grit, resilience. Oh my God, this guy's just fucking. This, w- this entire bile just reeks of old hockey. It's Jason Podolin's high performance mindset training is built on the foundation of true experience, grit, resilience, determination, success. He did praise some of those tough guys. Failures. But Quinn- this, that, that mission statement says fucking nothing. Like those collection of words look really good. But they get but parents. It's just mean nothing. You gotta get you gotta think about it from a parent point of view. Like the old school hockey people are the parents now. So when they see that sentence, grit, resilience, and all these things that are the hockey foundations, like they're in, they're in. I'm in. Like can that's I, can I, the, I, I clicked on his services. I want to see what he does. And okay. the first like there's already a grammatical error in it, which pisses me off. I, I, I want to be nice to Jason. I know you haven't listened. I that's thought fine. he was good. This has not, I don't know if Jason even wrote this, but it's just like it's on his website. And it says this is an, A-N, mm. four-week online training program mm. designed specifically for elite hockey players to develop the critical mindset skills required to fulfill your potential and reach your ultimate goals. Well, again, a collection of words that don't mean shit. He was persistent to get David Quinn on, and I thought it was the most – definitive david quinn interview out there because it was literally 90 minutes it's his whole life and i got it really did pick his mindset a lot i wish it was us if i'm just being honest uh but it was nice to learn a little bit a little bit about david quinn who is going to be coaching this team and he talks a lot about the captaincy captaincy wow speaking of grammar um and how in buffalo it doesn't really matter (laughs) which i thought was really really funny and he was like you know in new york it kind of does matter he didn't really say who was going to be of course he didn't didn't really give anything away of course he didn't but uh, and uh, we've talked about it before. Captaincy in our minds is just is what it is. It's not really that important. Um, mm. But I, I thought it was uh, that's that's as much interesting news as I've gotten over the past couple of days. And I, I thought the other interesting piece of news, as we mentioned earlier, was I thought about Neil Pionk and Adam Fox isn't even on the Calder odds. Uh, not Calder, sorry, Norris odds, which I think is interesting because Neil Pionk is above him. I don't know how many you do. You want me to go through the no, same rant? No, you did the Vegas rant. You did the Vegas rant already. I know. Yeah, I know. People, Adam, as good as Adam Fox is, he's not just. It's a dumb bet to bet on Adam Fox because the Rangers are going to be so bad defensively that people are just not going to consider it. The NHL is the, a sport that where every individual award is actually just a team award. I'm convinced. I I think most other sports have figured it out, but with 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 hockey, it's an it's everything's voted on reputation. And then if it's not voted on reputation, your team has to be good. So Adam Fox doesn't have the reputation yet, and the Rangers' defense isn't going to be good. Yep. So why would he be, why would he be on the Norris list? No, he wouldn't. Um, oh, the other piece of news that we said we were going to talk about. Big important. It's very important. Gonna, oh, uh, Mark Messier Mark, is going to court? Is that the one? Yeah, Mark Messier. Our guy? Invested in a big-time cannabis company. Turns out it was a little bit fraudulent. Gave him they a half. Picked n- the wrong fucking one. How many times? I've been – I. Do Wait, I need to hold say, on, like, hold on. The words are This is I, I, listen. I I want to. Th- I think this is important, so we don't get in trouble. We are not financial okay. advisors. Okay. No, we are not. We are not my, financial I, I advisors. Was, we are two dummies. My portfolio was down three uh, percent today. So okay. I think I think you have to say that legally for reasons. 
Um, we sure. are not financial advisors. And if we were financial advisors, we would have told Mark Messier not to do this, as Greg has said. But well, I would have no. He, he right, right mindset. Right. Uh, he should talk to our company. guy Jason Padolin here if he wants to do the right mindset. <laughs> if Jason right, gets right messy. The uh, the can the cannabis marijuana market is actually exactly where you want to be investing right now because um, stock prices are currently still pretty low, but everything is trending up, and you have to imagine that with the Biden administration, we are moving. I mean, they've already Congress has already passed the decriminalization of marijuana, even though the Senate won't. But we are inching towards a closer and closer reality of marijuana becoming legalized in the right. United States of, of America. Of course, which is financially why Mark Messier, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, again, it is legal up in Canada. I'm sure that's one sure of the reasons is. he went for it. Uh, yep. He uh, now claims, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. I should probably try and find it. I will. No, um, no that's not what we do. Okay. He now claims that this company, I forget the name of it, used his star power and just being to promote their uh, company and make them an instant success of which they were not. Mark Messi has said he was one of the biggest celebrities in New York of which he is not. Uh, mm-hmm. And we said we would maybe do a little bit of ranking. So I think that could be fun. Um, no, well, I just, I want to know. I want to know. I want to, I, we're not, we're not the guys that could probably do this accurately. But then again, we can't ask Ranger fans this accurately because the, everybody has their own blinders. Well, right? the answer would be Messier for any Ranger fan. So we're going to try and be non-biased. I, I think so. I, it, uh, yes. If the New York Rangers are your favorite team, Mark Messier is the answer to this. By what? By the way, I just want to say the way you remember Mark Messier is how you should actually be remembering Brian Leach. And it's a shame that it's it's not that way. It's just that Brian Leach, we God literally, love him, we literally the personality of a doorknob. My guy. And in, in – the Messier games and especially even the hat trick is like way less impressive. It's a show. Yeah, it's yeah. it's way less impressive than you remember. It's awesome but, because he called it and then he did it. But when you watch the game, it's like, oh, it's Leech. <laughs> props, prop, props where you can give him. Mark Messier had personality and he used it to raise his star power. Brian Leach, kind of a doorknob. Absolutely, which vanilla, stinks because uh, the, guy, the guy is like a top three defenseman to ever play in the game. An absolute vanilla ice cream cone. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Uh, he even looks like it, just like melting yeah, in the heat. I know. And uh, even when he's uh, on MSG, it's like, oh, Brian Leach. And then he just – I don't even remember anywhere. I don't even know what he sounds like. Is that crazy? I really forget. I know he's on MSG. I know what he sounds – the funny thing is, like, it's just like his face – he his, he has one facial expression, <laughs> and it it's like – He looks like Mike Keenan just made him play 40 minutes a night permanently because I think Mike Keenan God, made him play 40 minutes a night. I would love to night. have Mike Keenan on this goddamn podcast. That oh, that be, guy would be that would be a trip. Yeah, we what might were be you, able to we might be able to find him. Yeah, what were you thinking, Mike? Jesus, uh, you won the cup, I guess. Anyway, uh, yeah, he, confirmation bias is a great thing. But so my point about Messier is, yes, he's he's a big deal, but I I think it hurts his legacy that he left in the in still kind of in his prime, right? Yeah. Like, yes, he did come back, but it's not like he won the cup and then like packed his bags and went to Vancouver for a couple of years before coming back. Yeah. It, it leeches is, is different. It's a whole different situation. I mean, to me, he's, he's the best Ranger of all time outside of Lundquist. Those are, one yeah, I don't two. think it's close. Those are one and two, but when it comes to celebrity, I would, it's not even. Look, Messier is the bigger celebrity, right? Like if you were going to pick a Ranger um, from this group, it's Messier. And the crazy thing is if you're going to pick someone to go second, it's probably Richter. 
I think Richter's done a better job. Oh, I'd of go Graves. Boosting his celebrity than Leach. I'd go Graves, who was like almost invisible. I don't, I don't think. I don't think Gra- Graves is kind of like he, he's the deep cut Ranger fan guy. Yeah. But I'm saying in terms of got it, like public, a like public facing. I mean, Mike Richter almost won a congressional seat in suburban Connecticut. I totally forgot like, about that. Wow. Yeah, like Mike Richter has, I think, more celebrity than Adam Graves. It, I, I'm not saying he's better. Than Adam Graves. I'm just if we're talking from a celebrity standpoint, uh, I, I think it helped that Mike Richter was the goalie for Team USA for a couple of years there. I think Richter, Richter to me is the number two in terms of celebrity from that team. But we what I what we were doing on Twitter was talking about where he actually ranks in terms of the wider New York landscape. Um, Correct. Just I, just I a stone. Let's let's go from like 1985 on. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I, it has, I, 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 it's hard for me to even include like the '86 Mets in this, right? Because like you look at someone like Keith Hernandez, is Mark Messier today bigger than Keith Hernandez? No, he is not. Keith's all over the place. Yeah, Keith, but you can't. Keith is arguably you, more famous today than he was when he was playing. You can't. Yeah, that's, he was on Seinfeld. That's true. Keith is is huge, but the the legend of Messier is bigger than Keith, in my opinion. But that's your Mets, your Mets side of you thinking. Like I'm just, I'm, this is basic, like random person on the street. You know what I mean? Like you, you ask a random, you ask a random 25 year old on the street today. That's not a Ranger. That's a casual sports fan. Keith is probably would higher. identify as a New York sports fan. You're telling me that 25 year old is going to know Mark Messier before Keith Hernandez? Probably not if they're not a hockey fan at all. I mean, maybe because the Mark Messier legend is so high up there. I, I think I have like. Messier pretty high on this New York. Let's just do it from the top, shall we? Well, I, I I don't know. I can't rank them in order. I could I could just name let's give guys let's give tiers in, like pyramids. Like they don't have to be ranked in order. Sure, it's just like I, like that. That's it. So the number one overall number one draft pick from pretty much everyone here is Derek Jeter, right? Yeah, you can't top Jeter. You just it, can't do it. It's impossible. I'm a Met fan. You can't do it. You can't. I think that I I don't. No other Yankee even comes close. I don't... Well, okay, so I, I can't do this as tiers. I can basically just do this as comparisons, right? Okay. Because uh, he's not bigger than Jeter, we agree. We agree. That's done. We don't even need to get into that further. Is he bigger than Mariano Rivera? No chance. I don't think so. No, no chance. chance. Is he bigger than uh, – the another guy I think is no chance. I don't think he's bigger than Patrick Ewing. I made this point on Twitter specifically. <sighs> I think that's close. I, I don't think so. I, th- I think – I grew up in a house – I grew up in a – baseball almost strictly baseball household my Uh dad is a big baseball fan so in order for other things to penetrate my dumb 1996 seven-year-old lifestyle it has to be through sheer power and will and the knicks broke through in a way that the new york rangers didn't and it was the new york rangers that had a stanley cup championship did i know of mark Messier at age seven yes i wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup i knew patrick ewing I wanted to wear number 33. I wanted to – I thought that guy was the second best player in the NBA as a child because that's how big of a reachable marketability that he had at the time. That's fair. And he was home, homegrown homegrown Nick, so he had that going for him. I think that's the case you could make is that Messier has the Stanley Cup and the legacy, the legend around him, but he was – a but but – but Ewing is the Knicks. Like, is Messier the Rangers? No, he's not. No, he just isn't. Ewing is the Knicks, and that's I, a good I enough think... argument. It's it's close for me. It really is. 
I think it's also important to remember that the NBA in the 90s was not the NBA that it is today. Like Michael Jordan, it was transcendent. We know that. But the rest of the NBA, you kind of had to be a bit of a niche nerd to get into it. Right. If you, um, it was, you, it also, you knew about the Bulls and that was it. You also, you had Ewing outside of basketball, you have Space Jam. Right. Yeah. You had you had endorsement deals that Messier just wasn't doing. I I think you I I don't think it's close. I, I I'm not a Nick I'm not a Nick guy. I don't care about the Knicks today. But I think back in the day, I think Ewing dwarfs Messier. I don't think it's close. To me, to me, it's close because of the Stanley Cup, and that's it. Because of that, because that moment, the high that Messier had was higher than any Ewing high. Because the, well, because no, but of, see, you're think you're you're doing this incorrectly because you're doing it from a like almost the who was a better player aspect. I I don't. It almost doesn't matter who the better player was. Messier is probably a better hockey player than Patrick Ewing is an NBA player. Okay, you're saying this, say, this, we're talking we're talking from celebrity standpoint. I just yeah, and I, I agree on you. I agree with you. We are talking about celebrity standpoint. I think the Stanley Cup he hits a higher peak than Ewing. I agree that Ewing probably has a, a more prolonged celebrity in the New York area than Mark Messier. Absolutely. Like a higher ceiling. But the peak that Mark Messier hit was a higher celebrity than Ewing at during 94. That's my case. I'm sticking to it. No, I, I, I still don't think you're doing you're still. I think you're still doing it a little incorrectly here. We're talking, we're talking overall celebrity about something that happened today. And Mark Messier said this week, that he's still one of the biggest celebrities in New York, which is just patently false. That's like, correct. Patrick Ewing, if pa- Patrick Ewing could announce that he wants to coach the Knicks tomorrow, and the entire city would rally around him and say, "Please, God, yes." I feel like that Whereas happened. Mark though. Messier would say he wants to coach the Rangers, and I think at least thirty-seven percent of Ranger fans would be like, "Nah, bro, we're good." No, because uh, this is again, I, and I, I hate that we're going back and forth on this. Well, it's fine actually. What else do we fucking have to talk about? Um, I, I think that actually happened. I think Patrick Ewing did want to coach the Knicks, and I think Mark Messier did want to coach the Rangers, and they both were told no, <laughs> respectively, by MSG. And both by MSG, base- yes, not the fan bases. I think the Rangers fan base was a little cooler on Messier being the head coach than Knicks fans were on Ewing being head coach. I, I agree with you on that. I think it was more they the Knicks fans were desperate though, desperate for someone to come in and Messier was a complicated situation. I think, I think the Rangers and Messier have never recovered from that. He's still around for the, you know, whatever the 94 tributes are, of course, but I I think their relationship has been a little tenured since he tried to become a bigger part of this organization. And they were like, nah, no, thanks. We're good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love you though. Uh, all right. So we could agree to disagree on the Ewing part, but it's now let's get to the nitty gritties. Bernie Williams, no, Messier is bigger than Bernie, Agre- I think. I agreed. I think Messier is bigger. Like if, if Messier showed up to the Garden today with people in attendance and Bernie Williams showed up to a Yankee game, Messier gets the bigger applause. Big time. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. And now Mets-wise, it's 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 David Wright, and that's it? No, Messier is bigger than Wright. I, I – Actually, I don't know. It's that's, tough. I think that's close. I think Piazza is an, I think Piazza is the level for Messier. I truly do. See, I don't you remember could, Piazza could, being. I remember it being like a huge deal when I was a kid, like big time. Well, huge yeah, deal. but Piazza also has the nine eleven home run. Right, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for every New Yorker. Forget a fact. Forget about the fact that you're a Met fan or not. Right. That's a good one. Hmm. 
Like that, that is a, it, it, I think, I don't think there's an argument if that moment doesn't exist. Otherwise, like Piazza's a Hall of Fame catcher for the New York Mets, of course. He deserves to be in this conversation regardless. But without that home run, I think it's Messier in a landslide. That home run puts, they're on the same level in my mind. It's, I think Messier is right above Piazza, but it's close. Like really, really close. I, I, if we were doing your, if we were doing your tiers, they're the same tier. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I think, I think tier one, in my opinion, is is Jeter and Mariano, and that, and I don't think anybody gets close into that. No, but I think tier two would be like Michael Strahan, who I think is better, yep. a bigger celebrity than Mark Messier. Oh yeah, that's not even close. That dude like was yeah. on everything. He's on everything. He was, he was on everything. Like he was such a big celebrity that someone was like, you know, he might actually work on Good Morning America. And he did. Like, people for people forget about that. It's not like it's not like Michael Strahan was such a dominant NFL player that he all of a sudden just became a star. Otherwise, it's like holy shit, this guy has a lot of personality. He's so damn. Oh, likeable. by the way, New York loves him exclusively. Just put him on TV. Yeah, the tier two is like is is like Eli Manning, Mike Piazza. Uh, it's definitely Michael Strahan, like you said. It's it's Mark Messier. Well, I see. I think Strahan's above the Piazzas, Messiers, Wrights, those guys. I think Strahan because he's just that undeniable at this point. Yeah, like he might be tier one. Mari- Mariano Rivera essentially has a religion, and Derek Jeter owns a baseball team. Yeah. Then you go down from there, and it's Michael Strahan is one of the biggest stars of NFL Sunday coverage, and has gotten mainstream fame because he's done good morning America and that shit. And then you go down a tier from that. And it's just like, these guys are iconic New Yorkers. We will love them forever, regardless of what they do. Yeah, and those Manning. are your messiers. Uh, you could put Ewing on that tier as well. Yep. Your rights, your Piazza. Is there any jets on probably. that list? I don't think so. It's tough because like they haven't had a quarterback, right? Like you're not putting Chad Pennington. I'm definitely on not putting Namath on there either. So we're good. Well, I name it. It's name. It's too old, right? Yep. Like, I, we're we we're not saying Mark Messier compares to Yogi Berra. There's no comparison, or like Joe DiMaggio or Mike, Mickey Mantle or Tom Seaver. Like those guys are just legends. They're they're just somewhere else. They've achieved the status that doesn't equate to anything we're talking about here. Uh, I like you'd have to put Curtis Martin, but Martin wasn't really. He was a great player. But it wasn't a, a star in terms of what we're talking about. Like Wayne Krebet. Wayne Krebet's the name that came, this to my, that came to my mind, but he's like in tier five. The only reason Ray, Wayne Krebet comes to your mind is because he just like personified the Jets. This weird fucking before his time wide receiver that everybody just absolutely loved because he's just so fucking odd. Like Wayne, Wayne Krebet is basically football Joe McEwing. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good comparison. I respect it. I, yeah, th- so I, think, it's, I think we've come up to the appropriate spot here with Messier. Yeah, he's M- Messier is like that tier three. There's there's no denying his star power. There's no denying his like eternal love among New Yorkers. But Mark Messier is not getting a talk show in New York. Never. And Mark Messier is not. If Mark Messier owns a sports team, he's still not going to be fucking Derek Jeter or Mariano Rivera. Right. Let's take a quick, 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 quick break and come right back. We're back. All right, we've we've figured out the celebrity of Mark Messier. Uh, it looks like his his bank account's a mess. He's trying to get out of the weeds. I made all these jokes on Twitter. Who cares? Bang 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 bang. bang. Uh, we are a couple weeks away still from <laughs> hockey. At- do, you, do you think he was just trying to get his stocks in deep though? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. He he guaranteed it. 
All right. Uh, <laughs> there is. <laughs> you think the company used uh, that would have been? I now we need to actually like get in on this company to see what they're like, how they're. Wait, hold him. on. Now I need to know the name of the company because if they didn't recreate the newspaper, <laughs> like what? Let me see here. It was Alberta Cannabis Company, Destiny Bioscience. And if if you don't recreate the newspaper clipping of the guaranteed win, like we will yeah. win, like what are you doing? That's the easiest we, marketing of all time. Oh, we no. will smoke this one. <laughs> oh, Mark, we're gonna get a letter. All right. Um, I I don't even know. If I'm done with Mark Massier at this point. Is there good, any good good for Mark? Good for Mark. Happy for him. Happy for him that he lost half a million dollars. Oh, probably, uh, probably uh, other other news. Other news oh, that me. pertains to the podcast. Hit me, hit me, hit me. Did you, did you know that new New Mets general manager Jared Porter, his cousin is Mike Sullivan, hockey guy, big time yeah, big hockey, hockey guy. guy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Mister Mister Porter, we didn't actually get to talk about it. Let's do the last seven minutes on this, six minutes, whatever it is. Um, we we were talking with Ryan in an extensive period of time on uh, Monday show, mm. which we loved very dearly. Ryan's the best, and. Porter, we didn't get to talk about alone, so I figured we'll do this. We'll do the end here. I thought it was an interesting hire. Do, do I? I know what you were going for when you were talking to Ryan. Do you think the the thou who shall not be named, who you will name in a moment, will be coming next year? It's it's interesting. Yes and no. I, I let, and let me put it this way. So the, the name that Ryan won't mention for some reason is Theo Epstein. Okay. Who I don't know. I'm having has fun. Clear, he, who has clearly said he's taking a year off from baseball. And we'll reconsider everything after that. Um, if you were going to hire Theo Epstein, he would either want his own front office or you'd want to have someone in place that Theo has already worked extensively with. And Jared Porter checks that box, right? He won literally four titles in two different organizations with Theo Epstein. In his introductory press conference, Jared Porter talked about his relationship with Theo extensively. The connections are very clear. Uh, at the same time, we don't live in a Wilpon world anymore where Sandy Alderson and Steve Cohen have to check their words at all times for them to mean something that they don't mean, right? So the leash is kind of off Sandy Alderson for him. If Sandy simply said, like, we're not going to find our guy this year, we'll wait till next year and we'll restart this search, there's no reason for him not to say that, right? Um but instead, Sandy said before the Mets hired Jared Porter that they would like to it, – it was – I think it was very clear that the guy the Mets actually wanted to run their team is David Stearns from Milwaukee. He's a guy with a lot of deep New York background, was an intern for the Mets back in the day, was someone the Mets identified as a general manager candidate long ago. I think it was very clear they wanted him to become their team president. But the problem is he was already the team president of Milwaukee, and Milwaukee – didn't see that saw that move as a lateral job, so they didn't make him available. David Stearns is thirty five years old. What he's the young as shit, dude. Fuck, he's a child, and he's already a team president. That's incredible. Good for him. Yeah, I think I think it's very clear the Mets wanted him to be their team president. I I have no sources to back that up. Uh, I it's just if you read the tea, tea leaves correctly, it seems like he was their guy, and when he wasn't made available, I think the Mets said. They checked in on a couple other guys they saw suitable, but I, I think they kind of said, fuck it, we're just not going to do it. Uh, but Sandy said that his general manager, he'd like to hire someone that could possibly grow into the job of team president. Now, Jared Porter's a pretty young guy. I think he's in his early 40s, like 43. So um, I, I didn't, like, love the Porter thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I, like, you have some good reasons for it. 
you know, the, he's got the connections with Epstein, and I just thought I, they would I go will... for a more splashy hire after all the, everything that Cohen said. You know, just like we're gonna find the person who wants to win, and I'm sure Porter said all the right things that he has the credentials. He won four times, yeah. like I said, but to me, like it wasn't the guy. I, I wasn't. Everything that Cohen's done since he became the Mets owner, and I'm not a Mets fan, has been exciting, has been thrilling, truly. But when he hired Porter, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm really on shaky ground here. I really am. I, I will say, I, I, I'm. It, it surprised me. Uh, I was, you, you know, I'm well I've talked about it before. I'm, I'm a big Bobby Heck guy. Mm-hmm. I wanted him from the Rays, and I would have had Billy Owens also from the A's as someone that I thought would have made perfect sense for the Mets. The only thing about Porter that confused, like, concerns me, and I don't know how much of this is his fault. It's not like he was running the front office, but. It's not like Arizona is a model organization. I would say, if anything, they've kind of fumbled a lot of things recently over the years. So, I like, it just doesn't sit well with me to want to hire someone from that team structure. That's where I come from. Just, For real. Yeah. Like, I the, the Rays are near – if the Rays had money, they'd be a perfectly run organization. But at the same time, like, they – are excellent at player development. So if you can take someone from their player development department, you seem to be putting yourself three steps forward. Same thing goes for the A's. I personally would always love to take from teams that have very little and have to do more with it than take from an organization that, quite honestly, has quite a lot and didn't do anything with it. Like, we're talking about the Diamondbacks, a team that gave Zach Greinke $315 million. I'm not saying that was Porter's decision, but it's not like the Diamondbacks are this ragtag organization that can't spend. They spend all the time. I, the Paul Goldschmidt trade, I, that didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me when the Diamondbacks did it. it it's just it's not a team I would want to model myself after. Uh, There's, I they, think they it, never like they, they don't have like. Can you name one thing the Arizona Diamondbacks over the ten years we followed baseball, like over the last ten years of which we followed baseball incredibly closely? have done well or like produced well, or I, cause kettle, I can't name one. Marte. Sure. Like I can't name one, but even thing. then they gave up Gene Segura to get it. And Segura blossomed as soon as he left Arizona. Yeah. It's, it's to me, like when they hired Porter, I was like, that just doesn't feel right. So I, I, I listen, he's got the backing of Cohen. I'm sure he's going to have a lot more resources. Now he's got, he's got everything around him. He needs to succeed. Like there's no excuses. There really isn't. You got, you have every resource at, your disposal. So let's see I, I think do. it was, again, just to kind of credit how just much smarter this Met public relations operation is now under Cohen than it ever was before. It was very smart that the team was like Jed Porter won championships with the Red Sox and the Cubs and almost didn't mention the fact that he had most recently been with the Diamondbacks. Good. It's like, it's like they purposely were trying to take you away from that course. I'll, I'll basically – we went down this hole to say, like, if the Mets were going to hire a general manager before they hired Theo Epstein to be their team president, it would have to be someone that worked extensively for Epstein and would be someone that Epstein would want to work with again. And it's very clear that Jared Porter, who Epstein took with him from Boston to Chicago, is a guy that Epstein would like to work with again. So could agree more. If you're not going to hire, like, Jed Hoyer wasn't going to come in to be the president. It didn't sound like Josh Burns was a guy the Mets were super interested in to come in and be president. Um, they had talked to guys like J.P. Ricciardi again, but it's just like 
if you wanted to believe the theory that Theo Epstein is going to be Mets team president in 20 at the end of the 2021 season, then Jared Porter would have to be the general manager for that to be possible. Agreed. All right. Uh, we will talk about the Rangers more when there's more news. We do two shows a week and we try and do our best, but that was something I wanted to talk to Greg about, even though, you know, we are a Mets podcast too. Well, so, do you want to, do you want to touch one, one last part? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Nolan Arenado trade? And then we'll get out of here. Uh, I don't, I, I think you in our private chat earlier made some pretty good points that Nolan, as much as I love him, six years left and declining. If you're trying to form a super team and you're think you're maybe one or two years away, Mets could technically make a run this year, but I don't think they're good enough really. And that's not a knock on them. I just don't think they're good enough to win when they haven't done that the last couple of years, even with Jacob DeGrom. So getting Nolan, Nolan Arenado for me, on that contract, even though you have what's called infinite money, I'd rather go for bigger fish. I'd rather get Lindor, and I'd rather go other places. So the the argument, I I, I looked at it. I, I think a lot of my judgment has just been clouded by what whatever this last season was when Arenado flatly wasn't good. But 20, uh, 2019, Arenado was Nolan Arenado. Like he was as good as he's ever been. He was a five-and-a-half win player, which is basically you can just – mark it down every year that Nolan Arenado is going to get you five and a half wins in a normal season. And then last year just wasn't a normal season. Now is last year a sign of things to come. Cause this is a guy that's going to be over the age of 30. We don't know until it fucking happens. Um, I have reservations, but the thing that I've warmed up on is Lindor. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.